on the rave. Hello, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. Hiya. I am that extremely expensive double that you bought from the bar, turned round, and on your second step to the dance floor, the bastard gets knocked out of your hands by a dancing lady with a hula hoop who you can't punch, Gav. And I'm that putrid bag of pinger dust that you found in the little pocket of your jeans three days after you've been on the rave, after you've searched the after party all over for it. I'm Addy. <laughs> and you're tuned in to the On The Rave podcast. Oh. Addy, how's it Gannon? I'm tired. Tired and emotional, but happy. Tired and emotional, but ha- it's good. It's good. I'm fed up. I'm fed oh, up. I? Yeah, it's state of affairs. State of affairs, mate. The football club's in shambles. Oh, we are. We're a fucking... They're in shambles. Uh, so, in today news, the new Newcastle top was released. And fucking it's, awful. It's supposed to be a play on the 1969 cup that we last won something win... And it's just terrible. It's just awful. And it's really put us in a bad mood. But you know what puts us in a good mood, Addy? What? Patrons. Oh. And you know what? We've got a new one, haven't we? We've got a brand new patron. That means that this episode, episode 22 of the On The Wave podcast, Hardcore History. Yes, episode 22. We've done well. Um, But this is entirely dedicated to our second patron. Um, Addy, why don't you explain a little bit? About her. She's a tiny little ginger lass who comes from a... Well, no, she comes from Newcastle, but li- is living in a land that doesn't exist. Oh. She looks as a penchant for a planking, and she likes good tunes. Uh, and the dulcet tones of two Geordies, because it makes her feel like home. Oh, well, isn't that grand? And that, just... that's why she's uh, she's our period, our number two period. Yeah, so Coops is our number two Patreon Not, it doesn't make you any less important than Ollie uh, we love you both equally, equally for investing your time and money into these two daft Geordies and of course because you've joined the front right speaker massive get there she gets Raver's Choice this week Gav she does yeah so Raver's Choice has gone to Coops this is her episode of On The Rave we've got a lovely special guest coming up shortly for you and the tune that she's picked for her starting Raver's Choice tune is Brad Killer and Cenetic Coronavirus on Yellow Stripe Records. What a fucking banger. Let's get moving with it.
My friends, 
might just be the hardest start to an on the rave podcast we've had going. Um, that was picked. I by told you it was a banger. I told it was, it was a banger. banger. Thank you very much, Coopstein, and uh, you are very much appreciated in the on the rave studios. Yeah, very, very much so. Thank you very much for being a patron, and of course, this episode is therefore designated and dedicated to your very, very bad self. The On The Rave podcast is available absolutely everywhere mm-hmm. to download and you can get in touch with us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, yep. facebook.com forward slash On The Rave. You can find us on Twitter at On The Rave. You can find us on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash On The Rave. We are on Instagram. That's my favourite one then. Where you can find us on the rave with Addy and Gav where you can see pictures of what Addy's been doing during the week. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Uh, we are powered by Podbean and fueled by Basement Snacks. Don't forget that you can go into Ridley Place, wander down that spiral staircase and scream at Dom's on the rave. And she will give you 10% off all, all of your cookies oh, and oh, snacks. Oh, 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 it's good. oh, it's good. Oh, it's good. Addy, guess what? What's that, Gav? Hey, we've got another one of those guests. Managed to find his way all 500 yards away from his house. Uh, he is, yeah. Um, unbeknownst to one of me neighbours, has uh, took the uh, the gleefully short toddle to the studio up here. But um, we live in the, the industrial habitat of uh, Home Bargains car park. <laughs> uh, and, the, and the terrestrial heat of the biker, of the biker wall. Still drove, though. Uh, still drove, <laughs> still drove. 500 yards, <laughs> even, even shorter in the fucking Kia. Um, we've got Jay Flynn in the house, Unit 13. Jay, how's it going? I'm alright, man, you? Yeah, Good. doing well. Good. We're warm. We're warm, warm as always in here, but, uh, but we're doing well. Um, for the uninitiated and for the people who don't know what your crack is, would you like to just tell everyone a little bit about what you've done? I mean, uh, DJing, producing, radio uh, hosting, a bit of everything. Yeah, a bit of everything. Um, I've been a DJ now around the northeast and the UK. 20 years coming up now it's, just, it's getting scary now sort of when you when you start seeing numbers like that but uh, yeah DJ for 20 years producing over 10 years I can't remember the exact number on that but then uh, and just general involved in just within the industry I guess uh, Aye. almost 20 years yeah and even you were just telling me even a radio host now yeah I've just picked up a show I'm in the week 12 now a weekly show which is uh, keeps you busy oh so yeah I mean we do this we do this once a fortnight. Once a fortnight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I can imagine how much extra work you're It still takes up so much time. The show goes out on a Friday, then obviously sort of like chill out over the weekend, then you come round and you're like, Start, I, I, need, I need to get this sorted like before Friday again. Yeah, yeah, start on a Monday to yeah. try and get your new guests and get your new mix sorted, get everything piled in. Yeah. Like, it's not as easy as people think, is it? It's, it's not like, like it's I'm not, sure people just think not. that you walk into the studio, turn the microphone on, and the content's just like magic. <laughs> it just appears in front of everyone. Well, well it would be if it was just us talking. Well, it would be, I. Well, well, mine, I just, it just goes out as a two hour uninterrupted mix, you know, like mix format. Like, I do an hour and then the guest does an hour. Yeah, and just even that, just filling that space. Yeah, of just like fresh music each week. It's just it can be uh, can be difficult at times. Again, I mean the biggest problem that we've had is is that other people have schedules as well, mm. and uh, sometimes fitting into every what everyone else's schedule is the hard bit, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I've got a, a couple of people on it though. Gav, at the minute, I've got a couple of people in the in well, the pipeline. Oh, we've got a few in the pipeline. We're coming up on the birthday as well, so we've got a few bits like tied up and ready to get going. Um, and saying get going, why don't we get going and get started with good this actual podcast good thing. Um, nicely segueing into the first section of the podcast, which is the early influences section. So, who played the music in the house? It was my mum. She was a huge music head. Right. Just That's that's all it was about in the house. Yeah. She never really watched the telly as such. As far back as I remember, it was, it was always music. The telly was never on. Good. I like that. I, I wish that I wish that I'd been brought up in a house with no telly on. If I ever have kids, I'll bring them up in a house with as little telly as possible. I agree. Fuck off, Gav. 
You would have missed Transformers. Oh, I don't want them to miss Transformers, but well, they are. That's not fucking. There's no YouTube then. <laughs> what do you mean there's no YouTube? Think about when you when you were growing up. Oh, there was no YouTube. There's no then. YouTube. You would have fucking missed it. My nana used to get my, right. So your nana had, was not on YouTube. <laughs> my nana was not on YouTube. You're right. My nana used to get a mate to tape a thing on Sky One called the Fun Factory, which had loads of different cartoons on, and we would watch it the week later. So on a Saturday, she would record Fun Factory, and we'd watch it the following Friday evening when we were looked after. By See, my I nana. used to do that with my nana, but she she had Sky, so I used to record the wrestling and the Simpsons when the Simpsons was like fucking the newest thing in the world. Ah. And yeah, it's now it's it's gone and it's bogus and it's not the same as the Simpsons. The last few seasons have been dog shit. Yeah, never mind. So, um, was it like the radio she was playing, or did she play her own music? It was all of our own music, mate. It yeah. was just it was just albums nonstop. Albums and what sort yeah. of thing did she play? Uh, everything really. Like well, was, she was mainly more into our rock, for her, but it was right across the board of rock. Obviously, from like she, but she was really into our glam metal, like glam and hair metal more than anything. That was oh, her. That was her era. I like a bit of glitter and glitter and high heels, me like. I don't think about, I don't think I personally suit them. I don't know if they make uh, those sort of massive heels in a thirteen to fit my massive. Uh, size thirteen. Uh, massive ship hunter job as well. Bigger feet than me. You are. You got bigger feet than me. You're half my height. Well, well, that's it. Yeah, I know. What can I say? I'm just like I'm just like a dwarf, like Gimli, but not a proper dwarf because I'd be scared You'd of myself. You'd be too scared of yourself. You would be <laughs> <like> a mirror. <laughs> I'd be scared of myself, wouldn't I? Um, I so, so you say she was listening to the old rock and stuff like that. Like, what do you what do you remember? Did you get involved? Were you like uh, playing with the right modes or was she? I went. It was when there used to be gatherings like with me, my mum, my aunties, my cousins, and everything. And it was obviously they used to be obviously listening to stuff, and we'd all like be picking out records. That was what was going on next. Hell, that word records. Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Records and CDs, you know, just to like, decide what was going on next. Yeah, yeah. It was always something really cool when you were young about like pulling the whole record out of the sleeve and looking at it and putting the needle down and like I think that's where a little bit of my obsession with music came with it was like the same, um, same. the routine Aye. you know like the whoa what do I pick right it's my turn here's the pressure Aye. this tune's going on I mean I, I dropped my first clanger as a DJ in front of a crowd actually on that I remember once when I picked out and it was the it was the Top Gun uh, soundtrack and I wanted high obviously Danger Zone yeah yeah uh, Kenny Loggins one oh, I put the wrong one on and it was uh, Take My Breath Away just totally oh, killed oh, you know, the vibe oh, of the party what just a uh, fucking stinger oh, like, be like five six year old you know just that shame just like <laughs> How many uh, John Gantys actually uh, turned around uh, and tried to cuddle you? Like, oh, really? Oh, I mean, they're, I mean, they're 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 all malls, so they were probably just enjoying it, you know. Whereas, uh, obviously, it's a lot of gag- a gaggle of women, you know, drunk, and soon that comes on. But uh, my cousins were just like shame, <laughs> <laughs> hanging their head at you, nice uh, and early. Just shame. Oh, bless. <laughs> That's mad that you're dropping clangers before you'd actually officially yeah, started yeah, yeah, teaching. Yeah, I learned you've just got to get over it quick. Yeah, <laughs> you do, don't you? Um, it's, like, uh, it's just straight on to the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's different when you haven't got headphones and you can queue it up and stuff like that when you're going in raw. Like, you're going in, going in dry. Just pick the wrong track. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So, um, of all that early stuff you were listening to, mm. is there any one particular artist or one particular song that stands out? It's uh, Guns N' Roses. That's right. Every every time for that, that's just, that was, um, that's all she used to tell us, because apparently uh, they were signed and hit sort of big, around about the time I was born, and she was, told us once when she was just there, obviously when she was working on her job, obviously come on the radio, I think it was a uh, sweet child of mine, and she just turned on, she just like, just knocked her back from then. And I kind of always, like, with her intensity of how she was about music, she used to describe it. It kind of it's tran- transgressed into me and like how I feel about music. Like I've just always kind of had that vibe about it. Yeah. Well, here things I'll be like, what's this? I need to find out more about it. You know. Mm. So, but yeah, I them for sure because it was the same thing. As soon as I started listening to it, just, just melted my head. It just you know? yeah. melted my head. You know. It just stuck. 
I think, I mean, I remember this tune, but I think I remember this tune from the soundtrack to a Grand Theft Auto. Right. Wasn't it on Grand Theft Or the advert for Grand Theft Auto, this tune? Possibly the, I uh, think, the advert. I think it might have been on the advert right. for Grand That's the first time I really remember this one. I was never really into Guns N' Roses. Right. Um, but I know that plenty of people, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I went down the soft that like a... Just pick this one because it's obviously just it was obviously it's the first one off the album. It's probably one of the more iconic ones, you know, being the opening track of that that debut album. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that that's a good reason to pick it. I see why not. So um, let's play a bit of Guns N' Roses. So for the first time on the podcast, this is Guns N' Roses. The track is Welcome to the Jungle.
as Annie says, James. Uh, that was Guns N' Roses. That was Welcome to the Jungle, which Baby. was the early influences track. Mr. J. Flynn, Unit 13. Tune. Yeah, was a tune. Was a tune. Big tune. I don't know if many people out there will have not heard that tune. It's one of those ones that's definitely done the rounds. And on YouTube's behalf, I'm going to already copyright strike this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, do you know what it is? We haven't been copyright stricken it's since. It's been a while, I've... hasn't it? Well, I told YouTube that we were no longer a music podcast and that we were simply entertainment. And now we don't seem to get copyrights. So I was sort of fucking saying that. That's me. Just, just, just dead, um, that, like, touch some wood I mean, here. You've just you've it. I absolutely fucked that one right over. I know. Because we went through a period of just getting copyright strike every fucking week. Oh, within minutes, wasn't it? It yeah. was like, it goes up on YouTube five minutes later. With, it's within minutes, it's kicked off. Yeah, Scooter was the worst. He uh, banned Scooter <laughs> banned, banned in Italy. We're banned in Italy because of Scooter. That was probably the last one we got, actually. Possibly. Mm. Yeah. It's quite a few up there. You can see them all on youtube.com forward slash on the rave. Just to put in another senseless little plug there. And uh, speaking of plugs, let's move on to section two, uh, where we find out what sort of music you were getting into when you were finding your own feet. So, after the tunes that the folks played, after yeah. um, all of the Guns N' Roses and the tactical mist drops uh, <laughs> in the house, what sort of stuff did you start discovering when you were buying for yourself? Yeah, uh, well, carrying on from obviously that stuff, I grew up, obviously, I was, before I got into DJing, I was skating, so I kind of grew on from there, and then I found Fat of the Lamb by The Prodigy. Ah! Yeah, it's not the best it's, album, Gav, but you know, it's a no, second but that's, there's a, there's a, there's a, how many age gap, what's the age gap between me and you, Adi? Too much. <laughs> that seems to be the exact argument that I tried to provide as well, because yeah. it was the one that came out in my better memory as well, so I yeah. remember Fat of the Land more than I remember it's, experience. It's the same with some of my friends about Adi's age when I go on about Metallica, and I mention the Black Album, and then they just like throw things at us, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, that's how I found them, just through the, that, that album, you know? I think in the course of this podcast, we've had three different Prodigy albums be declared the best Prodigy album. Yeah. Like it's either Experience, Fat of the Lad, or uh, Ames. Last week said it was music for the gentle generation. Mm-hmm. He said it was the best one as a whole. As a, it, uh, as a concept piece, it's definitely the best one as a concept piece because yeah. it is a proper concept album. I find them all equally as good, like in for their own rights, you know. Yeah, do you know, as we discovered a YouTube channel just yesterday where a guy sits down and he goes through where all the samples are taken from. Yes, yeah, I've uh, seen a few of his clips. It there. took over an hour. To go through like the f- five different prodigy albums. Seen the guy who puts it all, re- recreates it on the puts it all back together. No, I have yeah, not. It's really from a, from, yeah, from a production point of view, he does it, and it's like kind of like in a ten-minute video, but it must have taken a while. Yeah. And I just like from producing, it just warps my head that he's done that in Ailton, it made it look quite easy. And yeah. Liam Howler done that with like what like sixteen-bit memory samplers. Yeah. Or Amigas. If, if I, if not yeah. less. Yeah. <laughs> what I always liked was the way that. Prodigy didn't just sample music from years and years and years ago. Mm. There's lots of examples of Prodigy releasing songs where they've sampled a tune that was less than 12 months old. Yeah, and they like they cut their samples from all over the place. And I think that's part of what's really like uh, just the the way that their music changed and evolved with them. But there was always rave. Well, obviously that Rage Against the Machine one, because that's in there. It's on uh, Voodoo People. Mm-hmm. The, the guitar part of that. That's obviously it's the, the twist and uh, twist and turn one of uh, Rage Against the Machines. Now, at the time, that would have been like really current. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Along with uh, some of the older. They also took in. a sample for that exact same song from uh, Skonga Nancy. Yes. Um, because they were they were big, and I'm sure the song was like less than a year old or something yeah. when it got sampled. So, yeah. Um, so uh, about the Fat of the Land, where did you get your Fat of the Land from? Um, it wasn't so much fat of the land. It was uh, obviously it was just the, like the cassette single come out at the time. I was right. kind of because at the time I was just engulfed in bands, obviously like Offspring things like that. So then these come along and it was just it was rock music, but it was actually dance. Right. So at the same time, it was weird because obviously we're growing up in the northeast. I was aware of hardcore and I liked it, 
but just kind of like on this on this like people were passing tapes on school i had no clue what the songs were yeah, yeah. and then i heard this stuff where it was obviously it was like everything combined yeah melted my head so if you were a skater did you um did you get influenced by tony hawks no way before that way before <laughs> way tony way, hawks. Uh, yeah, yeah it was obviously from there uh, from obviously it was rollerblading which is uh, not as cool these days. I, I used to roll the blade as well. Yeah. Did you go to Fat Sam's and really big? I did go uh, Fast, Fast Eddie's. Fast Eddie's. I did yeah. you there twice. I yeah. proper knacked myself in there yeah, once. We, like. Fast Eddie's was just closing down when we started and then obviously down to Skate City and obviously we've grown in, in South Shields. We had the park there. Just, so. But yeah, that's where it came about from. Like my, how I kind of discovered how you can have that influence and in kind of what I've done with a lot of the direction of the music in this podcast. It combines like obviously like a lot of rock and the attitude of rock and metal with yeah. dance music. Yeah. And I've always kinda of tried to carry that across with my sets and especially my harder sets and writing music. Yeah, yeah. So just carrying on the traditions of what you've been showed really. Yeah. Definitely. Carrying on what's been passed down. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's good. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was obviously Breathe. That was the that was the first one I heard. Breathe. Yeah. Get in. That was um one of the first interactive tracks that we had on the podcast, wasn't it? it? Was, we let was. everyone decide whether or not we played Firestarter or Breathe. Mm. And I think Breathe won by like 4% yeah, yeah. or something like yeah. that. It was like it was a really, really tight one, but that's just, it's a tune, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I was thinking on, I'd heard Firestarter first, but then it was like, uh, Breathe was the first one I kind of rushed out and bought, like on, like on, on cassette. Yeah. On cassette there. That yep. Wow. Tapes. <laughs> tapes. Remember tapes. Tips and big pens there. Um, right, sweet. Well, nice, short, sweet. Bit more prodigy, Addy. Cutting up that like. Nah. It's it's prodigy. Yes. Breathe. Breathe.
Well, that was punchy. That was brief. It's the second time we've played it on the podcast. But each time you listen to it, it gets a little bit better, that tune, doesn't it? Definitely. Yeah. One of those everlasting ones. Um, speaking of everlasting, probably something that sticks in your memory, as everyone sticks in theirs. Uh, section three is when we talk about first rave memories. So, can you specifically remember the first rave you went to? Um, embarrassingly, yes. Right. Because, <laughs> obviously... Wasn't it, it wasn't as cool as some people's stories with the whole thing of uh, the first ones I kind of started going to were like obviously like under 18s raves. Oh, kiddie so, raves. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, yeah. 14 year old, you know what I mean? No, <laughs> that's fair crack. I wish I was into rave music when I was 14. I was into hip hop. I used to. You know what? I'm going to change my fucking first rave memory now after you said that. Why? Because you're, you, we went to kids. Because raves. I went to a, like a kids rave where it wasn't really a kids rave, but it was just for kids. <laughs> but it was in uh, Clareville Hall. And it was just, I just remember it being chocked full of fucking. Just smoke, so you couldn't see, and it was called Space Funk, right? <laughs> if anyone ever went to fucking writing comprehensive school and is around, you know, forty years old, they'll remember it as well. That's amazing. Went down there, had to walk home from Claraville because wow. the the bus there didn't go after a certain point of time. But I got a fucking hiding up my mom when I got home. So really, the first rave memory is probably something like Children of the Night that was played at that. So fucking way before that, man. Way before that. Oh, it's- Fucking alternating type times. Well, you never know. We might uh, we might redo your list or something like that coming up soon. I might don't, have to I don't remember that much about that one. Not as much as this, this is the one that I actually uh, picked on my episode. <laughs> so, what memories do you have from this kiddie wave you went to? Who was like? Was there anyone big DJ or was it just house DJs? There were local DJs, but like thinking back, and I've got to know a few of them over the years. They were actually really good DJs because it was in a club called Avisa at the time, which was a pretty prominent club in South Shields at the time when it was about. Um, the guys were DJing there. I remember just being there. See, I'd, at the time, I'd had some turntables in the house, obviously off off a few people. And then, uh, like, yeah, when, when you get them community turntables that people got when they're getting passed around the place. Yeah, yeah. And we just kind of just didn't have a clue what we're doing with them. Then we seen, see, in, in a visa, you go around the back of the DJ box. We stand watching them. I was just watching these the guys, and I was like, just seeing them actually mixing for the first time. And I was just. And I just, it just made sense in my head when I seen them, sort of like, when the changes were coming up on a track and they were like letting go of, of a vinyl and going, I was like, oh, that, that's that's it. Yeah. Mm. That's it. So Rollerblades got kind of put in the back of the cover, you know, and uh, away we go. Yeah. And you started mixing the two, uh, yeah, yeah, the just, two together just all the time. making noise. I, I mean, I, I'm, I think that's how I sort of fell into it as well. I saw other people DJing. I just like, it just I, clicked. I just, it just clicked. I seen it and it just made sense. Yeah. You know? Oh, I can see how it works. I just can't make it work. Mm. Like I've, I've tried loads. I just can't make it work. Just can't do it. So do you remember any of the tu- any of the type of tunes that were played that night? Well, yeah, because it was like 98, 99. It was like, obviously trance was starting to break out like commercially. So it was just, that's all it was all night. Just like, obviously like house and trance all night. And it was there. Uh, that was at the time when the Ministry of Albums were starting to like, obviously they were being released pretty much nearly like monthly. Yeah. Stuff was coming out weekly on Positiva, like labels like that. There was just new stuff happening all the time. Yeah. So I remember from all of that. Right. Sam? Um, I, I don't I don't really remember that club, the uh, Avicii out in South Shields. Avisa, right? Avisa. Avisa. No. So, yeah, what is it now? It's uh, it's, uh, it's an Italian restaurant now, but it's, uh, it's right. crazy. I was in there. Is in it there. still called Avisa? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's Spanish. Oh, is that Spanish? <laughs> oh, they obviously not. Well, obviously, yeah, no, they missed the fucking leash yeah. where they could have been straight in there. Could have been, left the side up outside. Uh, exactly. Could have had red paella. Fucking get some tapas on. Should we do a killer there? <laughs> it was kind of also the first place I ever DJed live as well, and it was sort of just like holds like a lot of memories. And it was uh, I was in there for a meal not long ago, 
and I'm sitting there, and you can just because of the layout of the building and everything, I'm sitting there, I was like, I know exactly where I'm sitting. Oh, like, man, you're having like flashbacks. <laughs> you're sitting, like, sitting eating your fucking carbonara, yeah. and you're like, yeah, that's where I was DJing, and that's where Betty fingered Bob, <laughs> <laughs> pointing at the different yeah, corners. I've got exactly the same crack every time I go into number 28 in town. It oh, yeah. is the red rooms all the time. And you just like, remember some of the states you've seen people in in the red rooms. So some of the states I've been in that fucking place. Yeah. It, thought, it was always the stairs in the red rooms that did me in. Dodgy. Those dodgy <laughs> stairs that you just go tumbling. They were so shit. Oh, yeah. It's like climbing fucking Everest, man. Yeah, until uh, until you try to carry fucking speakers up those stairs. Oh, terrifying. Pig and a half. The stairs that you could just about get the speaker up so you couldn't actually hold yeah. round the speakers. Oh, yeah, you had to hold them underneath and you tiptoe. Like, cut, lift them above the handles. Yeah. So you're just shivering up the stairs. Yeah. Shivering up there and then uh, taking them down obviously a fucking... Oh, but there was, um, obviously, the age I was, I was, God, I'm quite, obviously I'm quite tall and I looked a bit older when I was like, when I was like 14, I looked, I looked old enough, so yeah. we just started going out and I, obviously, back, it was a different time back then, the IDing process was a lot more lax, shall we say. Oh, I it was. Uh, so oh, I it We used was. to go out on a Thursday night, which was like student night and you'd go out, sound, you'd go out with 15 quid and come back with, like, obviously, like, mortal and in a taxi with change. Yeah, and sounds a kind full of fucking brain cells as well. Yeah. <laughs> because of all the students drink you'd get on a Thursday night. Yeah, that's what it was, uh, but at the time, the initial ones, obviously, was like, like 9pm, sandstorm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's all there, but then as you kind of delved into it more, you started, like, finding the more niche stuff like yeah. the more underground stuff as you start stuff that appeals ju- to you as well definitely definitely I think the more uh, uh, like a genre exists like that the more variety you can get in it it's the, the, the same about everything there's stuff that rises to the, to the top that appeals to the mass markets and then there's the deeper stuff and then and then all genre, like all genres well, it's split as into a million different places well yeah, this is what I was saying before about how kind of got a thing now at the minute sort of like you know like like the chasing states and stuff yeah. like that or even like in terms of EDM like the kids these days will be doing it's the exact same process they'll be finding music the same way yeah. be by Spotify YouTube things like that they're finding these like commercial songs and then they're like alright oh, I like deep like I like deep house I, yeah. like, I like whatever and you can guarantee like people on the sideline going oh no, no you don't that's not me, me, me. but like yeah. they were there at one point and then you start digging and you start finding and then finding your own thing and the next yeah. thing you know you're 20 years later you're sitting here talking like this you know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talking about the music that made you like, like yeah that made you get so to the, the point it was the same right. process as what's happening with them you know mm. so all right sound so of all the tunes that were played on that first day in south shields yeah uh, is there any that particularly stand out um oh, there's Isla by Isla, that was a big one. I remember that, like hearing that, because like trance has been a big part of sort of like well, me over the twenty years in terms of like in ter- definitely in terms of production. And yeah. Things like, that. Uh, like it's been a, it always has been a big part. And what's weird now is to come back round to it is these like these classic sets have just started emerging. And I'm playing the stuff that I was like cutting my teeth with like before. So like tracks like Isla, just just timeless in terms of like like their quality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds nice. Um, and is there only one tune you want to play out for everyone? Hey, yeah, there was the one I kind of like when I heard this one. That's what really sort of like just turned us full circle when I found because at the time when obviously we had like Prodigy and I had that like sort of like rock sort of like element that was still in it and I was kind of dipping me toe. When I heard this, this was the kind of one that I heard where I was into stuff at the time, like I say, when you're getting tapes and that passed about. But when I heard this one, I was just like, "What the fuck is this? Yeah, like, what the fuck is this? Like, this different. stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah." And it was obviously there. Uh, Tony, uh, the Dawn by Tony DeVee. Obviously, it's, uh, no, obviously it's, that was coming out with like trade, like in London at the time. And then that's like I say, I found out all this commercial stuff. And then once I found that one, and it started like delving, and, like delves, 
like right into the underground basically of like of dance music via that track. Sweet. When I played that in music, obviously, like when we were in music, you had to show what you were kind of what was influencing you at the moment and what you wanted to do for a project. Oh, like all the way back in school. Yeah, yeah, back in school in, in a music lesson, and I played this for the class because it was a. My uncle was a DJ, and he gives he gives the CD with it on at the time. So I played this, and it's got this big build up on it where it kind of it goes on for a while and the build up, and then literally just before the drop, the CD skipped. Oh, I never. <laughs> just I kind of stand at the front of the whole class for like a good so like. What's the drop in like four and a half, five minutes, which feels like an eternity when you stand there, you know, just 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 standing there with the whole class watching you. Oh, Some people were getting into it, and then when I got to that bit, and then the CD like skipped, and just on that, I was like, oh, I don't believe this. Oh no! So, so yet another like, lesson in clangers while standing in front of people. There we're going right. There's a, there's a little battle for you as well. So in the comment section, let's hear the worst moment you've ever had a piece of moment, a piece of music skip on you. Yeah. Um, I used to have a six inch of Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> Right, and when I was younger, I played it that many times that it got a little warp in it right next to the end. So it would get to the end and it would go, Nothing really matters, anyone can see. Nothing really matters, nothing really matters, really matters, really matters, really matters. And would just stay at that one point, so you never ever got the drop of just the like end. Just like some hostile mix coming Yeah, in. yeah, <laughs> totally. And it just played that little loop over and over and over again, which was just a chuffing nightmare. Like So, um, section three. Let's play a little bit of Tom DeVitt for everyone. And then a Tony DeVee. You Tony DeVee. The, the hard house community will uh, They'll tell come me. drawn and quarter you for if you get that there one. There we moment. go. Well, bring it on, hard house community. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this is the dawn.
That was Tony DeVitt, the Dawn. It was Tony DeVitt, the Dawn, and that was pronounced correctly to save my graces. Um, 
So as Addy said, come at me. In the, uh, yeah, that, that, that's me being very inexperienced in trance in general. So uh, I'll take that one on the chin, just like your mother. Um, in any case, we'll move on to Festival Fever. So uh, section four is when we talk about festivals uh, and a little bit of outdoor noise as we refer to it. So do you like a bit of outdoor noise? I do indeed. Yeah, good. You've been to many festivals? Uh, yeah, quite, quite a few over the years, yeah. Yeah, as a guest or as a, as a DJ? Uh, both. Right, both. sweet. What sort of uh, ones you been to? Uh, in terms of playing wise, I've played everything from uh, some of the lo- more local ones around here, like Kidstock. Kidstock, yeah. Lindisfarne Festival. Uh, Addy, what was that one mean you was, I'm back? trying to think. Was it Rock the Barn? Rock the Barn, that was. Was Rock the Barn? Rock the Barn. Yeah, yeah, that was a I weird think You were on the mic, actually. I was at one point at Rock like the Barn. Impromptu four you, hour drum and bass set. You well, you played like Gabba, like Gabba, like breaks, like Gabba breaks, high, yeah. like high few stuff, and I was playing drum and bass, and it was just. All a bit uh, crazy. Yeah, we just played forever. I remember that because <laughs> no one else turned up. No one else turned up, but it was just us. Yeah, it that... ruined my back for going to because we did. I did a beach party the night after. I went to stand at the decks, and I was just went. Oh, my back just crippled <laughs> on me, and I was just like, no, no, it's not going to happen. No, I remember that Rock the Barn festival. Didn't, when, who, there was a really intimate gig with the band who played the last day. What are the um the, the skinhead band um. Can't remember. I will remember. I can't remember. I was DJing. You yeah, were DJing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That festival. No, that festival was the one just out by Middlesbrough. It was somewhere in the outdoor, outdoor room. Yeah, room. yeah. Uh, Girl I was dating at the time, we got asked to leave after we'd done the because she was walking back to the car and she tripped over some tent, took out the pegs and just destroyed this tent. So we were asked to leave. Like, like For tripping over a guide wire in the dark? <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, what? Just remove this tent from the ground. Basically, she, oh. she probably stacked it. Like you know. Oh, uh, we've like not are you okay or anything like that. Like just get out. What? <laughs> oh dear me. Good times. Oh dear me. Was fun festival. Yeah, like, fun times and outdoor noise. Any other ones? Um, yeah, there's the Kidstock. Obviously, the Kidstock Beach festivals, which were they're good. They're always good. Hard dance by the beach in Redcar. Yeah. Uh, they're usually like three day ones because they've started doing rep row. Then they'll do. Clubland and then obviously in the uh, Kidstock, which is like the harder one over, or it's three consecutive days. They're right. good ones. But, uh, it's not. I think they're only. I think they've left the harder styles out this year, which is a shame. And uh, the biggest one I've done is Creamfields. All oh, right. Yes, okay. That's uh, that was that was uh, crazy. Was that as a guest or as a DJ? Yeah, I was DJing. Right. Uh, I was DJing that, and I've attended attended several times. Obviously that, and uh, it's a few times I've left a bit of my soul in that field. <laughs> <laughs> I think a little bit of uh, yeah, everyone's just, soul just, gets left in the field after a festival. I've been like obviously went down there DJing, then down as a guest and things like that. You know, just just taking full advantage of the party spirit. You know. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. As you do. As yeah, you do. yeah. As soon as it's festival in it. Yeah, as soon as there's sunshine and alcohol, you're just off on one, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Like. I can remember going to Glastonbury's and Glades and stuff like that, where we've intentionally pulled pegs out of tents and never been kicked out. So, Mrs. must have just been gutted and wrong on that day, like, robbed. Just party with some Texans at Greenfields and a gent, like, whoever says Americans can't drink, it's a fucking lie, to be honest with you. Like, I genuinely thought I was going to die, you know? Yeah, but Texans are an own breed of their own, aren't they? Definitely. Yeah, but, like, what is it the same Full Metal Jacket, only steers and queers come from, come <laughs> Texas. from Texas? You and, you like a horse. and you don't look much like a horse? There, there you go. Yeah. yeah. All right. Good crack. So, what is it? What is it about festivals that you enjoy? Oh, it's just the uh, just the freedom of it all. I guess you know you can just kind of move about place to place. When the weather's good, they're amazing. Oh, it makes uh, it makes all the difference. Like. May, oh, the weather is just the weather's the key factor. And all. I know it's a really obvious thing to say, but it genuinely is when it's when it's like hot. When it's hot or, or sunny, or even if it's just mild, it's just like you, you pick up on that whole like euphoria feeling. You know, like where it's just it, it's good. Yeah, the then if it's, then if it's, yeah, 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 if it's raining. However, there was uh, there's 
there's a few times when I've played obviously at festivals and it's rained if you're in one of the tents that just works to your advantage yeah because everyone's going to yeah. cram in not just to hide yeah. from the rain yeah, but yeah, yeah. If you're not, and I've also played festivals when I'm on the outdoor stage when it's rained and it's fucking shit yeah oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think I, I don't the only one we've ever played where it rained was the bang face we played where it rained a couple of days beforehand but like yeah that's we've done all right although no we did play a thimbleberry where it pissed down mm. constantly up oh, on the yeah, up on that, the farm was, thimbleberry that was real fun. Yeah, well, it wasn't. It wasn't. That's it wasn't where the early kid stocks were. I think there was a couple of ones with bad weather there as well. Yeah. And, uh, it's well, you're right on top of a fucking hill. Yeah. Yeah, you're right on top of a hill, and there's like, I think the worst thing when it's raining like that is there's nowhere to sit, and after a couple of days of just standing and dancing and that, your thighs, man, you just you want to park your ass, but if you park your ass, you're getting wet well, from your asshole to your belly button. It's just fucking. It's crap, man. It's crap. So, <laughs> if you were actually out visiting the festival of your own accord, what sort of beats would you go and try and catch? Depending on how drunk I was, like right. it's, it's, it, it varies. Honestly, like, yeah. it varies. But I, I, tell you, I always seem to get sucked into the sort of like the house tents, like at festivals. It's just there's just something about it, especially because like house are kind of, they take it on a journey. You know yeah. what I mean? Like through the whole thing. So you just stand there and watch the whole set, and then if you go to some people as well, they're sort of like lash, they're just lashing it out because they're playing a festival. You know, you can kind of catch like half an hour of it and still kind of pick up on, right. on what they were trying to achieve. But there's a lot of ones when they play house music. At Salado, I caught them at Creamfields one year, and it's just they literally, it's just like it progressed like all the way through the whole set. I just I didn't want to leave, like I kind of caught some of it, and I didn't want to leave because it was just you could just you could see it was building up, and it's the same with uh, Eric Pritz. Every time I, if I go to a festival and he's on, I will go and catch that set because that's the same thing. He just takes it all the way through, like with his, with his, that whole laser show that he does. Yeah. And it's just uh, festival f- festival specialists and stuff like that. Yeah, like. yeah, he has it. Like his, he has his own dedicated sort of like light show for his for his set, you know. And it's just uh, like and the whole thing goes with it. It's just crazy. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it sounds like a right experience. Like uh, I've never I've never been to any of the sort of like the harder ones, like Dominator. You know, I've seen a lot of friends go out to them ones, so I, I can't really pass too much on like on the harder on the harder ones. But that's definitely something I want to check out at some point. Yeah, one of the bit well, we've been to a couple of the big Dutch ones, and they're all, yeah. they're always dead fun. I think. Like the Dutch people just really seem to be up for it, man. Yeah. Like those little indoor Wednesday festivals and that that happen in the middle of the week yeah. when everyone else in the UK is stuck in the office and yeah. you're in a club in Holland getting wrecked until six in the morning. Well, that's it, just because festival season, yeah. Like if I've been playing, I've had to kind of like delegate my time to that and then like to use holidays and things like that just to purely recover. Yeah. So that I can't use... So I can't use any more sort of like time, like allocated time from work to go, like to then go off to other festivals on top of that. It's just just kind of bankroll it, you know. As you're getting older, is the recovery kind of getting longer? Massively. Yeah. Massively. <laughs> Young body couldn't, uh, used, used to totally just bounce back super quick and now the body doesn't, does it? Well, the, the Tidy Weekend, when I played at the Tidy Weekend, that was like, that was the perfect example of like, sort of like how good festival, festivals are good if they're on site, like on site, like sort of buttons and things like that, you've got anything going on and you can still go to your room and recover. Oh right. yeah, like little cat, little what, uh, chalet festivals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You've got to love a chalet it's festival. A, it's like, bank, bank fist, yeah. Like, yeah, so it's... A little bit of home just there. It's yeah. Just, it's a, it's a, it's a, a home was a shithole. A shower, or your own porcelain toilet and somewhere to and sit. paper thin uh, yeah. pillows. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> prison cell pillows you know <laughs> never thought of them like that but they are a little bit janky and when i played the tidy weekender like the last one i took like i went i, I took loads of food like obviously like steak vegetables even took a juicer and things like that to keep in the chalet right. just to make sure i could make it through the weekend because i didn't want to get rave aids at the end of it like, yeah. yeah yeah going back to work the next week and didn't want to have to spend a week recovering but then you'd go to, like some of the earlier ones and you're like in your 20s and you'd get like through three days on a pot noodle yeah <laughs> 
Yep, definitely. On one pot noodle that you that you when you when you got there. Yeah, you yeah. made it when you you made it when you got there. You left oh, it three hours because you forgot about it. You <laughs> ate it cold, and somehow it was still the only thing in your system on the Monday. Totally. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't, I couldn't live like that now. <laughs> nah, I could. I, I I used to be able to do it when I was younger, but no, mm-hmm. not as an old man now, Eddie. I'm not. I'm fifty-fifty with it. You're fifty-fifty. Sometimes I'll just not eat, and it's not by choice. It's just I forget to eat. Yeah, that's why Barocca and vitamins and supplements yeah. are fucking key. Yeah, what are you drinking Barocca cider this year? Uh, Barocca vodka. No, Barocca right. vodka. Drop the Barocca. Yeah, <laughs> two Barocca's in because because that's, that's a four. One Barocca, one Barocca and a pint of vodka <laughs> is uh, <laughs> would cut it. Forty plus with yeah, I love that. Aye. Right. Okay. So of all these festival tunes that you've been out and seen and stuff yeah. like that is there any one tune by one person that stands out for your uh, festival fever? yeah really i'm back to trance it was it actually came on in the car not long ago when obviously when we're having that boost of obviously a few weeks ago when that heat wave and it was coming in for a day yeah you know summer summer 2019 when we had that day of it you know wow um, the, the, the one day it come on right. randomly on spotify and i was in the car and it just kind of reminded us of like sort of like like the good times that's been because it's just so uplifting and obviously and just happy that it's that it just reminds us of everything that's going so yeah and i have heard it at a few festivals and it does just like when people play it out of nowhere it has just taken the roof off right one of them nostalgia the nostalgia effect again yeah sweet we love a bit of the nostalgia effect right okay so for all the listeners do you want to tell everyone what the track is uh, yeah it's system f and out of the blue
go, everyone. That was System F. That was out of the blue. Another one of those 1998 releases. And we'll toddle swiftly on because we're trying to get through this one nice and quick. And there's an I ice cream man. Ice cream! Yeah. Ice cream! <laughs> yeah, the ice cream. We get two ice cream men around here. We get the one that plays Barney with a dinosaur. And then you get the one that sells the drugs. Uh, what? Is that what he sells? I never go out. No, we get the one that plays the song from Hitler only has one ball, but I don't know what the actual song's called because whenever I try and find where that song's little pattern comes from, the only thing that comes up is the lyrics to Hitler has only got one ball. And I, d I don't know where that actual nursery rhyme come from, or whether or not that's a <laughs> like. What is that? Does anyone does anyone actually know? Like I, I, I genuinely don't. I've asked this question to the internet. It's hard. I know that rendition, but I don't know the original. Yeah, that's it. What the fuck is the original? Where's it come from? Right. Well, you'll have to excuse if the ice cream man starts playing again. We're going to continue over banter, and it's too warm to have the windows shut because there's three big sterling Geordie blokes inside a bedroom in Baker. Um, so we'll crack straight on with a shared discovery. So I'd imagine being someone who listens to a lot of new music and who is constantly trying to get sets going that you've got a lot of music that you think should get a little bit more love than it does. Definitely. I mean, this whole, like the track selection you have to pick out, it just, I just pondered over for ages and I'm still like now thinking, have I done the right thing? Because it's just that much goes through your head. Yeah. If you play multi-genres, it's just... It just fries your head trying to pick something. Yeah. Just because. Uh, so just for the initiative, tell people a little bit about the numbers of genres that you cover, just to give them an idea. <laughs> yeah, well, I play obviously learning to mix. Obviously, I started buying house, obviously house vinyl, so I and I've got a cousin who was a obviously like a big house producer, so it just kind of stemmed on from that. So I've all stuck it out with house music, trance, dabbled with DM, drum and bass now and again. Uh, one of the bigger ones, obviously, that I played for quite a while was obviously like, like Gabba Dutch hardcore. Mm. Alongside, I mean, I mean, Addy have done quite a few gigs together under that. Yeah, under that. Sure have. Uh, that's literally. I'm no, just, no, that's, that's, but no, that's when I say that, they're, they're sort of like the pr main prominent genres going from house to hardcore. But there's just so many spots, sort of split genres in that. that yeah. You just, that you just. All the little sub genres. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, hard like see, that's, so that's literally from house, trance, hard dance up to like hardcore. You know. Yeah, up to Gabba, the filthiest of the dirtiest. Yeah. Like just one shy of filthy, disgusting speed cop. Yeah. Are you done with the squeaky skeet? Yes. Yeah, that seat just wants to squeak on you oh, all the time, doesn't it? I fucking got such a bad battery there. <laughs> oh, dear me. Um, cool. Well, I, what sort of music do you think is out there that could use a little bit more love? Than, like, I see you've picked you've picked two different tracks for this one, so this is where Jay has decided to use his wild card. <laughs> so, <laughs> and he's going to do his mouth air organ. I, think, I even know. Have we got that? Pass I've got one. New toy. <laughs> Turn it on. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, we've got a new. I got, I got Addy a toy to shout through. Uh, <laughs> so okay, uh, I the batteries off. That's all right. I've got loads of spare. Hang on, have you the siren? Yeah, that's what yeah. the siren sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 1970s police car. Yeah, it does. It? <laughs> police um, files. It sounds like something off of a fucking uh, like a fucking wheels in the leg, man. Detective drama. <laughs> Wheels in the leg, man. <laughs> Amazing. I love a bit of American Dad. Um, so of all those genres you're listening to, I'd yeah. imagine there's lots of artists out there that you listen to or you've discovered that you think yeah. should get a little bit more love. I see you picked two tracks by them, so why don't we talk a little bit about the first one. So, first track is Sharon. What's the thing? It's a, a young gentleman from Ireland called Renegade System. Yeah. And the guy is just relentless in the studio. Like we, he sent me a couple of tracks. He's he was just kind of plugging away, doing his thing, and he sent me a track. 
and then since then, like when you can't follow people on social media, it's just every day he's just in the studio working on something, and the amount of releases he's got coming out now, and he's like on, he's like hitting like A list sort of trans labels now. So watching that journey over a short amount of time, mm, yeah, purely through sitting in his studio just doing nothing but work, you can't help but so like you know, I've got to give the guy a shout, you know, got to admire him definitely. So has he been sending you dubs? Yeah, yeah, you, I get sent quite a bit of his stuff on promo as it is, <clears> and then uh, obviously it goes through. So yeah, it's just relentless. He's relentless. Yeah, and what sort of stuff are you making? It's all hard trance, nice. like, like German hard trance, uh, and nice. sort of tech trance. It's, it's uh, that one that we've got there. That, uh, it's an absolute banger. The power of your mind. All right, cool. Um, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll keep it short and sweet. Um, we'll play this one, and then we'll have a chat about the second one you've picked. So, um, for the first share discovery track, this is a track by a guy from Ireland called Renegade System, and the track is called Power of oh, the Mind.
power of the mind. And before yeah. you go anywhere, Gav, oh. hang on a second. News Hitler off the press. I know that everyone else is thinking about it because I was thinking about it loads. You were thinking about Hitler's one ball? One ball. One and ball. I've discovered that the track that it was actually coming from uh, it was called Colonel Bogey's March. Right. So I'm guessing it's some sort of war-related track at the time. Yeah, it sounds like it might be something from like Dad's Army or something yeah. like that. Didn't it? Is it the tune mm. from the end of Dad's Army or something? It could be. Could be. So no, there you go. It was me landlord Tony Fury was asking after 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 it. He was. They are just, Tony always thinking. He just keeps shouting like this and going. They're just playing the song about it as one ball man. It's fine. It's cush. <laughs> um, well, as always with a two and a one, as, as as we call them, we've got a second discovery to come along. Um, so the other discovery um, is uh, well another one that you another one that you've picked out. Yeah, it's uh, it's a guy it's a guy who was signed to the same label and we used to work on multiple projects here. He's based out in San Diego, California. Oh wow! And uh, so we just used to relay online, like working on different tracks. Obviously, remix a couple of his and vice versa when we were signed to the same label. Was the time difference not an issue like that? Or were you up late night I'm and he always, was up early? I'm just I'm like that. I'm just work through the night if I need to. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, so just relaying, this guy works, he's the same. So they tend to find I'm at, I'm at work over here, and he's just like, he's just like throwing a million and one ideas. I'm like, I'm at work. Yeah. You know, but, I can't uh, actually deal with it now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a guy called Brian Miller. He goes by, and he now goes by Omega Squad. So he, used to, he started out doing hard dance, and he was like one of the few people in, sort of like on the West Coast, doing like doing hard dance. Yeah. But more specifically, UK hard dance. And uh, he's now doing breaks, and he's absolutely killing it. Like on the on the breakbeat scene, he's constantly he's constantly touring when they come to America with like the likes of Stanton Warriors, Mint, uh, Decline, people like that, you know. So he's uh, he's big names. Yeah, legit. He's legit with it. So I just thought I'd uh, shout out one of his tracks while we're here as well. It's yeah. Called, uh, it's called Hold Your Head Up High, which apparently he wrote about me when I was going through a bit of a tough time. So, cheer to Brian. Oh, get in. Oh, that's an even better reason to play the song. Um, so this is a bit of Omega Squad. Hold your, your head up high. Hold your head up high, Jay. There we go.
The On The Rift podcast is available absolutely everywhere mm-hmm. to download and you can get in touch with us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, yep. facebook.com forward slash On The Rave. You can find us on Twitter at On The Rave. You can find us on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash On The Rave. We are on Instagram. That's my favourite one then. Where you can find us on the rave with Addy and Gav where you can see pictures of what Addy's been doing during the week. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Uh, we are powered by Podbean and fueled by Basement Snacks. Don't forget that you can go into Ridley Place, wander down that spiral staircase and scream at Dom's on the rave and she will give you 10% off all oh, of your cookies oh, and oh, snacks. Oh, oh, goodness. Good. Oh, it's good. It's the most confusing segment in the entire internet. Adi vs. Gap. Oh, Adi vs. Gap. Yo! But I went different this week, guys. Yeah, it's yeah. not a work in progress, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. If you can think of a, a tune that you want us to murder for Adi vs. Gap, then feel free to add it as well. This is our new super secret segment in the podcast. This is Adi vs. Gap. The first time out was the last podcast where we had Ames in when we asked all of you to pick. From the two tunes that we selected from the category that I made up. So we decided to go for tunes with South Park samples, samples in. in. Yeah. Um, uh, and the first episode of Addy and Gav went to Addy. So yes! It is I'm one the champion! Note. It is one I, t- I told you I was going to win. He and did. He did. I always deliver on my promises like a jizzy postman in the night. <laughs> so just after this, you'll hear the tune that won out that one, which was Droon, which was Cripple Fight, which makes it the first time we've played this song. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not angry that I lost, but you know, we'll, 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 uh, we'll, we'll round back up and we'll have round two. So round two, um, don't forget, there'll be a poll open on the Facebook page. You've got to go to Facebook to join in. So you go to the page, you select from the two tunes that we've got up on the page, and today's category is... Today's category is Best Movie Sample in a Song, and that was uh, put forward by Barry Bullers. Barry Bullers. Yes. Thank you very much, Barry Bullers, for suggesting that in the comments. Don't forget, as we said, you put your suggestions in the comments, and we will pick one, and we will battle it out. And obviously, it needs to be musical, ladies and gentlemen, because... Yeah. Visually, this isn't a visual podcast, <laughs> and it's very much audio. Yeah, we were asked to do best album covers by but, Barry Bullers. Yeah, um, uh, which which is obviously a bit difficult to do on a non-visual medium. Oh, yes, such as the podcasties. But this time out, we're going to do movie themes, and I am going first, Addy. I am going to sneak in front, and I am going to go for a tune which is completely built around quotes from the very same movie. I want to take you all the way back to the 1980s and the glorious Matthew Broderick film that is War Games. Ooh. Now, that's a, that's a good show. It's a good film. And War Games itself, um, uh, if, you, if you haven't seen it, go and see it. Why haven't you seen it? It's fucking amazing. But um, the tune is by a guy called Daedalus and the tune is called Hours, Minutes, Seconds. And that tune features samples all the way through of the computer that talks in war games over and over. And it's ravey and delicious and just beautiful. And that's my entry. So you'll see a copy of that and you can pick that in the poll on Facebook. Addy, what tune are you going for? Well, I'm going for what I know best. Industrial Strength Classic from uh, DJ Skinhead. Actually called DJ Skinhead. The motherfucker remix. It's obviously sample from Full Metal Jacket, which is a mint film as well, which, by the way. Like it takes me back to uh, a 
week, not even an after party, a day party at Brian Gray's house where loads were got together after hanging around down Bass Generator Records and about five were had the, the same copy of the same record and it was this. Mint. What a day. <laughs> big, big Gabba tune. Yeah, sweet. So don't forget that you can join in Addy vs Gab by going to the Facebook page as was said and clicking on the poll. You select which of the two you'd like to win. In a few days that poll will end and whoever's win, whoever wins, wins. As I said, it's 1-0 to Addy at the moment and we'll play the victorious tune for Addy right now. Do you want to scream at one time, Addy? Grab all fight! Outside today we have Cripple Fight. Cripple Fight outside.
the time in the podcast for section six, which means it's the moment where I ask Addy to set the scene. So I'm going to do a little callback to earlier question and take it back to that grey, grey night at Rock in the Barn. Ooh. So Jay's just been to the toilet slash portaloo slash shed. <laughs> and he's making his way back to the tent where we've just been rocking it out slash gazebo slash place in the corner of the field. You get in the front and I just play the fucking most amazing banger. You're very conscious that you can't put your hands in the air because you're going you're gonna to fucking take the top of the roof off. <laughs> but are your hands in the air or are you, are you screw facing down? You're going to be both, I think, for this one. Oh, oh. there we go. Like a bit of hands in the air, a bit of screw face. So what So what, what puts a screw face on you? Just a good, filthy baseline. Good, filthy baseline. Nice, it's just got to be nice, warm and full. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah. Can't beat it. Okay. Or a face melting riff. Um, that's what me and uh, see Dave from Unit Thirteen. That's that's literally that was just our slogan in the studio when we were writing hard trance. It's just it's got to be a face melting riff. A face melting riff. Yeah. Nice. And can you like can you pull one out? What's a face melting riff? What sort of riffs melt your face? Um, there's a tra- hard trance track by a Ro- uh, Scott D- uh, Scott Project, DJ Scott Project. But anyone under he's a Rome alias that uh, hands up. Ironically enough, called hands up. Hey, uh, that's uh, that just melts your head. I remember the first time I heard that was in God's Kitchen at the Arena, when he that was one of the first ever big shows that I went to. Stand at that, and he played that, and it was like eight thousand people there, and it was that was like the first time I heard hard trance as well. And yeah. it was in a room for eight thousand people, on obviously on that arena sound system. And it just melted your face. So Ron Seal. We love a bit of Ron Seal music, yeah. So what does the other then? What makes those arms go? What 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 makes you put those arm pitch on show? Same thing again when it comes to just the big euphoric melodies, you know. Yeah. 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 It seems to be a recurring theme. The sort of the bass is what makes people turn their shit and then the, the, the melody is what makes people sling their arms up in the air. Definitely. Oh, it's good that you're down the middle. It's good that you're down the middle. Eventually mm-hmm. I will start this tally chart. We haven't done it yet. Um, the only tally chart we've got going is that unfortunately Addy's winning 1-0. Uh, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on to the type of music that makes you, you, you get gunning. Um, so for you, um, is there a track out there that either makes you screw face or puts your arms in the air or that does both? That does both. It's, that does both. It's, yeah, it's the, it's, the, it's the one that I've selected for this. It's uh, Renegade, Master, uh, Renegade Master by Wildchild. That every time, just the bass on it, and just it's that actual that screech that they use, obviously like for the for the riff. Yeah. It's just I don't. It's, it's just so simple, but same thing. It just makes you just like pump your fist while yeah. while obviously the, the bass line on this remix is just ridiculous. Yeah. Which remixes you went for? It's the Scott For Sure remix. Yeah. Was that one of the ones on the original C? No, no. It was no. a it was a free download. Just come across it on SoundCloud. Obviously, uh, Scott's a really really good house producer. Follow his stuff, but then it was just it was just up there in sound corner. I just thought having that. All right, <laughs> sweet. Uh, there's still a free download link. What we'll do, as always, is we'll pop that in the description box. You'll be able to get that on the description box in either YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or preferably the one that pays, which is Podbean. Please, yeah. folks. On the um, rave. Oh yes, on the rave. Oh, on the rave. Podbean on the is where you can catch the links for that. Um, is there anything, anything else, any, any other special it's, mentions when it comes to this sort of thing? Yeah, well, this track in particular, it's just like I played consistently. It's it's kind, of, it's one of them like out the bag ones, you know. Like there's 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 no one when it comes to house music. It's like Robin S. Show me love. It's at any time of track, uh, any time of the night track right. where you can play it, and it'll just get people moving. Yeah, it's just it's been it's been done to death. But this one in particular, I played somewhere recently, and the place was rammed, and they were all like 
like younger, so like obviously like early twenties, and I played it, and like and they knew it, so it's just it's just like it's one of them timeless ones, you know, like they like they knew they knew the hook immediately, yeah. So it was, uh, and they just and it just went off, yeah. So sounds uh, sounds sweet. Um, don't see a better reason to play it, are you? Yep. Yeah. Good good idea. Let's get into it. Yeah. This is the Renegade Master by Wild Child, but this is the Scott Forshaw mix taken down from SoundCloud. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
back once again for the Renegade Master well-titled song, and it's a remix by Scott Forshaw and... Greg Stainer. There we go. I didn't want to include his name in before because I couldn't quite remember, it, but then it was because it was been just the surname, but obviously remembered it while it was playing. Yeah. There you go. It's, it's, it sparked the memory and played it out, and that, of course, was a, it was a huge tune at the time, and that's a banging remix as it well. Is. It's a different riff on the bass mm. line, but I quite like it. I quite like it. I recognise that from a British film, but I can't remember what one. So if anyone remembers before I do, pop that in the comments. Put it on the podcast. I'll send you a virtual cuddle or something like that, or maybe I'll send you a really nice message via a tweet. Addy will write you a poem. Addy's really good well, at writing poems. <laughs> you will. Addy will write you a big soppy romantic poem. Um, so let's talk about section seven. Section seven of the podcast is where we turn the shit round sideways and let you pick a song. So this is dedication section. Normally DJs are asked to play songs for other people as a bit of a dedication. And as we found out, Addy's always open to a £10 request. Um, that was pegs. That was, you, you, didn't you threaten to do it for more money? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm open for money, open for but money. It, it was the pegs, yeah. the pegs that brought it to my attention. There we go. Um, so, is there anyone out there that you'd like to play a track out for? I'm, I'm assuming there is, because you've picked one. Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do it with a bit of a twist, because obviously, um, back, back to my mother, obviously, who passed away three months ago, she obviously was a huge rock rock fan, and this one is Mad Dog, Nothing Else Matters, which is his take on obviously Metallica, Nothing Else Matters, which was a big song to her yeah. and me, and with this obviously being a rave podcast, I'm going to play the Mad Dog version, because it's a banger, it's a banger for starters, and then uh, attached obviously to the Judgment Day residency days with, uh, with Addy, yep. it's tore the place up, always, time and time again, at various Gabba events around the, around the city, yeah, so, yeah, right, Nice. Gonna keep that short and sweet and go into it. Yeah, that's absolutely cush, buddy. No problems to go any further. This is the remix of Nothing Else Matters. Thank you. 
matters which is the dedication track being played out that was section seven of the podcast so let's stroll swiftly on to the bone of contention that is guilty pleasures so um let's start with your side on the argument so guilty pleasures do you do you agree that they exist or i love them you love them love them right there you go um we've we've had arguments that people some people say that they don't have a guilty pleasure and this is hard for them but would you say you do have guilty pleasures yeah i've got some who are so guilty pleasures that i will not even admit them (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you listen to some proper obscure stuff in the bath or whatever i was i was in the car once on the a1 and uh, you know when all the roadworks were happening past the metro center right stuck in traffic there and obviously shuffle was on, on on my iPod. And Aqua, Barbie Girl, come on, because it must be like some like I swear to God it'll be on some nineties playlist that oh, I've got. <laughs> I didn't intentionally get it. But I was just sitting there and at the time my beard was massive and I thought, like, no, I'm just gonna leave it on. Just see if I can just like like people like looking <laughs> to see this big sort of like six foot six tattoo bloke just like playing like and people people generally like eh? Yeah. <sighs> Oh, do you know what, to be fair, I'd have loved that if I'd turned around yeah. in a fully bearded six foot six J was sat in the car, like lead, with the gangster right. lean on, like yeah. that. Come on, Barbie, let's go, Barbie. <laughs> Amazing. But, uh, yeah, uh, another one is, I don't know what it is, it's just Hanson, Mbop. Oh, <laughs> immortal. There's something really nostalgic about Mbop. Mm-hmm. There's, there's something is. It's like, I think it's because the lyrics don't make any sense, but you understand Not all, them. But, what uh, do they mean? Yeah, Mbop, stab, stab, do, It's just like, in terms of like, like from a, from a producing from a producing point of view, it's like the happiest chord progression I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's just it's ridiculous. Okay. So you can't okay. be in a bad mood when you listen to it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, uh, I'd imagine there's someone out there in the world who probably would be in such a bad mood to hear Hanson, but I'm not one of them. I, I like. Them. I, I, I've got my one of my guilty pleasures. Just is the nineties. Like I wish it was still the nineties. Some of the music from the nineties was awful. But it was all fucking good to me, like. That's that's that's, that's 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 what I'm on the essence of Umbop, I suppose. Right? I, yeah, <laughs> oh, that's it. It's what, like it's like everyone's got their radio tuned into that one random radio station that people wouldn't imagine, and was downstairs in the kitchens tuned in that absolute radio nineties. Because for every three, for every time they play something shite like Bono or Coldplay, they'll play rhythm as a dancer, and then a yeah. couple of tunes later they'll play like some absolutely banging old stereophonics tune or something, and just Agreed. like. It does it for me, like. Definitely. So let's get back to guilty pleasures. And so, what sort of genres are your guilty pleasures? What do you listen to that might make people cringe? Uh, it's, to some people, I suppose, is obviously uh, like Spotify. I constantly have, I've got on uh, soul, soul classics, or like funk classics. You know, like the sort like, some people that's just like it'll just be like absolute nails on a chalkboard. You know. Yeah, so to some people that sort of thing, sacrilege, isn't it? Yeah. I like a bit of old soul and oh, stuff like that. Yeah, I reckon, I like you, I reckon you can not get like definitely. And each to their own when it comes to when it comes just to even just the old cheesy pop tune, you know. Like say that. 
I don't mind older cheesy pop tunes. I really struggle with, I really struggle with the new music that the new youngins are listening to. <laughs> you know, those kids, those kids, <laughs> those kids, kids these days. And the then, same. I'd say when you listen to sort like, like what's missing these days. I was talking to a, a friend at a record label. It's the label's called Cheeky Tracks, and they just bootleg everything. And they right. turn on saying what there's like an abundance that have been missing at the minute is like bubblegum pop music. Yeah. It's just it's just it's just not there at the minute. Like, yeah, I suppose it is a bit like it, it is a bit thin on the ground. The pop scene at the minute. There's a lot, there's a lot of really shit dance music about, and there's uh, there's an abundance of absolutely awful hip hop about as well. Yeah. Oh, tons at the of minute, that, there's just tons of it. Like, I'm, move for awful I'm, fucking hip hop. Yeah, I'm really not sold on this whole SoundCloud rap and mumble rap thing. Yeah. Um, that's going on at the minute. Rap was rap when I was when I was when I was a Ben. <laughs> he says grabbing Freeze Zimmer from drinking a cup of tea. Controversial one for you is that if we're used to being big hip hop heads, I tell you, what I really like, and he's doing quite a bit of boom bap stuff at the minute. Back into it is Logic. Look, I, I, I don't mind. I, yeah, there's boom bap stuff. Too. Yeah, they will try to do with Wu Tang. Uh, no, nah, I haven't. I'll be honest, I haven't. Like, I, uh, no, I've listened to a little bit of Logic, but probably not enough I, to be. I come across him on a documentary, and what I've seen on it was I just like his general attitude and his his approach to sort of hip hop is about mental health, social struggles, things that is like um, like what it should be about instead of it being about money, cars, and bitches. Yeah, mm. like, he, he drops it in every now and again about it, uh, what it is, because but but the rest of it, that's what he goes on about. That's what this is my problem with northeast rapping. Because sometimes the northeast rap I was rap about bitches and guns and blunts and stuff like that, and I think what you know, mate, is buckets, graveyards, and studies. So <laughs> how you got to listen to that? Yeah, that's it. I, I'd rather listen to a Jordy rapper rapping about how shit it is in South Shields because he can't get any decent cowies. Like that. That's what I'd rather yeah, hear. Uh, Rick, I Fury, want... Rick Fury goes on them sort of lines, doesn't he? Like, no, I like Rick Fury though. Tequila yeah, and Peroni. Yeah. I don't. So, although I don't. I'm not he, keeps, he keeps it on that level. Yeah. It's, it's not for me, but it's not for me. Like I've tried listening to it. It's not for me, but I can, I can kind of appreciate that he's sticking to he's sticking to what's real in the area. You know oh, what I mean? But when it comes to Geordie rap, you cannot whack well last guest, can you? Bit of a uh, bit of Geordie slang and all that. <laughs> we speak in slang like this. Um, right, okay, so that's enough on just general guilty pleasure. Just talk yeah. about your specific guilty pleasure. And why don't you do it, like, without revealing what the track is, why don't you tell me what it is you love about this track? The fact it's a, it's just it's just a Marmite tune. People either love it or they just want to throw things at you when you play it. <laughs> <laughs> so have you played it out recently? Or I've played, played it out in quite a few classic sets recently and I've put it, like, it's been on my social media a few times because the response to it when you when it's been dropped... It's just been hilarious, like because it's been, like all positive, good. Like the the crowds went ballistic, and Stupid. then you can guarantee there'll be one guy in there somewhere, but you can't see him because everyone's arms are in the air flailing about. He'll be standing grimace face, cross armed, <laughs> refusing to move, but you can't see him because everyone's just jumping about. So, okay. yeah. it's the one person who's yeah. fucking gone to the bog and complained. I can't believe fucking the DJ's playing X in this place. There's an That's excellent nice. version of that on uh, at the Freddie Mercury tribute concert. Where, where they do We Will Rock You right. Axel Rose comes up and the whole of Wembley Arena is like clapping away and there's just this one little segment if you go into the comments it tells you exactly where the moment is on the video whole of Wembley Arena is doing the clap part of We Will Rock You one guy in the middle not moving his arms <laughs> <laughs> long black hair as well so he's clearly like a metal head he's just like not moving whole crowd's just having it yeah, yeah I, love, I love people like that I do love the one, just the one grouch in the middle of the crowd who's just, just sitting there like 
Yeah, I'm I, here for the doom metal, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. For, I'm here for the doom metal. He's going to see doom metal at the Queen gig. Yeah, uh, I think he got. I think he got a fucking yeah, wrong turn somewhere that's, at Albuquerque. That's, this is all about guilty pleasures, you know. Like that's that, that exact reaction of what it does. Yeah, I mean the song you've picked at the minute. It's like it's a it's a bit of a meme itself, isn't it? It like, is. It is. It, it is. Uh, like, so people so, have probably guessed it off the bat of that before. Oh, comes yeah, in. yeah, that they, they, they maybe do. Like I've 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 watched videos of like. Basically, uh, have you seen the videos of people hollowing out fruit and then playing this song on it? Yes. <laughs> so there's a guy who drills holes into carrots and makes a carrot into a flute, a, a flute, a flute, a playable, a playable fruit flute, a flute, um, uh, and plays this tune on it just, just, just for shits and giggles. And the whole song's such a meme that when I saw this. Nearly did lose a mouthful of coffee over it this morning, like, because <laughs> that's why I picked it. As yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can totally see why you've picked it. And to be honest, if it came on and I was in a club, <laughs> I'd probably dance. I probably would. That's All the shits and giggles. My favorite one is is whenever there's a tune ID for anything. Doesn't matter. It could be classical, doom metal, death metal, hip hop. That's the ID people give every time for it. That's 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 the running joke with it. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's brilliant. It's not a genre. It's a genre in it's, itself. It is. It's just become a. It's just a monster of a thing on its own. <laughs> right, okay. And the best thing is, Dave from Unit Thirteen, my production partner, is the absolute double of the guy who wrote it. <laughs> oh, and we've, we've tried to we've tried to offer him out when they've tried to book this artist for sets and not being able to get home we've tried to pimp Dave out <laughs> as a replacement <laughs> just go straight in there play 50, quid, 50 quid and a couple of stotties and he'll, he'll do it no 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 go in there play this one tune and then a random other set yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Uh, all for shits and girls well I'll tell you what we've dragged it on uh, for long enough now so what we'll do is we'll get you to introduce your guilty pleasure track so uh, Jay by no means of course it is Darude Sandstorm oh, yeah.
And there you have it, that's the meme that is Jerusalem. If anyone wants to hear a hilarious version of that, you can go on to YouTube and type in Game Grumps Sandstorm and the guy who does Game Grumps does a full a cappella version where he does all of them, including ridiculous face mamas. It's absolutely brilliant. Go and enjoy that, ladies and gentlemen of the On The Rave audience. We've got all the way through to section nine of the podcast, which is the moment when we talk about your idea of the GOAT, the greatest of all time. So, was that with someone who listens to so much music, was this a difficult one or...? Quite easy to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, quite easy. Yeah. So where do you stand on the whole goat situation? Oh, they're, they're out there. They're, they're definitely out there. Yeah. yeah. People who you would say are just like the greatest at whatever they do. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Cool. Well, do you want to um, do you want to fill in a little bit on your goat? So um, what about it is what what about this person is it that stands out to you? What makes him who? Why do you think he's the greatest of all time? It's just his general attitude. He's pretty much been there since day dot, and it's just his general attitude, even still to this day, about how like and, and what kind of person he is and what kind of DJ he is. Yeah. It's just it's it's just the essence of what it should be about, more than anything. And his attitude towards the music industry is what it it should be all about. He's so, one of those genuine ones. It's just one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Yeah, basically. So have you met him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Oh wow! It, 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 Warmed up for him, met him, cross like crossing clubs, tight and time, you know, on the circuit. Just it's it's good. And always. Always got time to say hello, smiles, you know. Yeah, so is he one of these ones who, like, is actually sound about Everything. being spoken to and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes, it a bit, makes it a bit easier. You know, I used to love Guru from Gangstar. Yeah. And then I met him on my 21st birthday and he was a bellend. So and it so completely brilliant. ruined. It completely it's ruined. Worse, isn't it, when you meet, like, I've met, you know, I've tend to find when I've met people who are, like, major, like, sort of, like, A-list ages. Yeah, yeah. And the nicest people in the world, like, once you kind of get past, like, the the people around them and then uh, and then just kind of I've kind of find it's more people rising through the ranks who think that they're somewhere right they've kind of like they've kind of letting it get to their head a little bit you know whereas and then but you tend to find like with people like that they come and go quite quickly yeah the people who don't have the right attitude yeah yeah it's, but this guy he's been around since uh, day dot since like the Hacienda days obviously so known yeah known right. known cool. and what is it about his music that makes him stand out um, just well, he's he's, he's multi genre as well. You see, so that's that's always been the biggest appeal of it for me. And just as just as as well as his mixing style, just how he progresses his sets and his attitude while he's DJing, it's just it's phenomenal. Right. Basically, with regards to when we we're talking about the festivals, I played an outside stage. Uh, it it rained just after we came off and finished our set. Then someone else was on. There was a lot of problems with the equipment. This this guy turned up, played a set. Had an abundance of problems because we were standing behind the stage watching to keep them dry. It had an abundance of problems with the decks. Everything was cutting in, out, everything. And he smiled the entire time through the set. And people, because people stood in front in that rain and watched him play, like, because they'd come to see him, you know, and he just smiled all the way through. And when he finished his set, he actually gave them a round of applause, like the people who'd like stuck out in the rain to see him. Whereas, like, some people would have just, like, they would have stormed off halfway through the set once like the decks had started cutting in and out, you know. They would have pulled the Venetian snares, wouldn't they? Right. They were just, they just like had a hissy fit and mission done. Hundred percent. And this guy's done everything, you know. Like, yeah. You ever had one of those sets where everything just goes wrong? Uh, I've been lucky enough not to have that actually happen. I've played like on shoddy equipment, but it's kind of it's hung in there. But I've had, never had really anything where other than when the smoke alarms have went off in the club. Oh nightmare! <laughs> I've never had that. I've never had anyone pull the fire alarm on us or yeah, anything like that. That's, yet. That's, like, what, that's what happened. Yeah, the fire alarm. Sorry. Someone set the fire alarm on. Yeah, yeah. What a wanker! Yeah. What a little wanker! <laughs> right. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what then. Let's um, let's let's let, let's actually like name the guy. So yeah, well, this guy's anonymous. I pretty much probably worked out who it is straight away for this talking. Like who know the sort of industry, and so it's Rob Tessera. 
you know, he's like one of the nicest guys in the music industry, and he's known for being that, you know. So yeah, um, is there any one tune out there, um, that best represents him and his music, and why you declared him your uh, goal? It's a it's a remix. What I've requested play because it's one of my favorite remixes of it. But it's obviously it's a Rob Tessera and Quake. Like the day will come. It's just the vocals in it are just beautiful, man. So, as well as the chord progression, yeah, and the, and the riff. Sweet. Well, um, let's just blast it out then. Yeah. So, for the greatest of all time on the GOAT section, this is Rob Tessera featuring Quake, and the tune is called... The Day Will Come.
There you have it. That was the day will come by Rob Tessera featuring Quake, and that was the greatest of all time track played out by Jay. Jay's part of the Unit 13 crew up in Newcastle. Have you got much else coming on? Um, we are looking at getting things going again. It's, it's, I've kind of been carrying the torch for the last couple of years, just intimately with David going off and having a family, starting a family. Yep. So, but uh, his youngest one's about to start school. So we've been talking. He's been he's been coming into the studio over the last couple of weeks, and we've been working on bits. Things are just and it's same as as it always with me and him. Me and him sit down to write a track. We can get a track banged out. I don't know what it is. I can sit there. I can get stuff done if if I'm in the right. We can get stuff working, but if, I, if just when me and him work together, just bang, it happens every, it's every just time. The, it's just the chemistry, man. Totally. Sometimes when you're working with someone, you just bounce off each other, yeah, and it works. Yeah, we've always been that since day one. With it, we we learn to produce together, and then kind of just went that way. And if we can't, if we can't figure out what we're doing, we can just take a minute. And we sit there half the time. We end up just like arsing on doing bottom quotes, or then we, if we get no get involved, we end up just sitting <laughs> watching bottom on Netflix, and then we get back into it, and then it's just then something happens. So yeah, it's all good. Yeah. It's good. I think sometimes having someone to bounce off makes yeah. it a little bit easier. Yeah. You don't get stuck in that that, uh, the, that rut where you just like yeah. bang your head against the wall. The moment of self doubt. Yeah. When yeah. you sat there going, "Is that really as good as I think? Could, could it be changing?" Could it be it kind of. It's, it's like writer's block. Definitely. You just get. What am I going to do with this? David's yeah. one of these producers as well. He's just whatever he does, he's just good at it. Like, uh, like I'll be working on something, and he, obviously he's got his studio as well. And uh, like, I'll be working on something, and then he'll send something that he's just pissed about with when the bands have went to bed, and I'm like. <laughs> get in one of those ones that's so good at it it's just, just like it's, you wanker uh, and then, just, <laughs> and then it just inspires me to just go like just just go that push it that bit further as well you know so it's, yeah, it's, yeah. and I always even in the sort of like oh, it's been like going on like three years we haven't like worked together like officially yeah still everything I do just send like always just get sent to him before anyone else hears it so there we go yeah. a little bit of an exclusive for everyone then so you'll be able to hear some more from Unit 13 hopefully coming out hopefully sometime soon, soon yes um, uh, getting get back into action and getting back uh, into producing yeah right waxer um, let's handle the last section of the podcast so section 10 is when we talk about personal anthems um, was this a difficult one or was there always one standing out above this is just this has just always been the one to be honest with you like it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a bit of a personal one between me and Dave but also like myself yeah Mainly because it's uh, just the lyrics, the lyrics and the song content of it is just it's that's just the music business for you, mate. Right. <laughs> yeah. So what is it about this tune that that identifies with you? Just the struggle of the music business. Like I say it's just like from starting out at the bottom to you kind of like getting to where you need to be. It's just that mm. and that struggle along the way with it. Yeah. No, that, that, that totally makes sense. Like As, as I just said, so much struggle. I think I said I struggled about six times there, I think. That's right, definitely <laughs> on the struggle bus. Yeah. Um, no, that sound, uh, it's nice that you can listen. That, I think that's one of the joys about music, is being able to listen to music and relate to it totally. and find some sort of personal meaning to it. Yeah. One track means different to him that means to me and totally. means to you. So. Well, a big one for me with this was when we were driving over to play Creamfields on the debut there, we pumped this out in the car all the way to the festival site from the hotel to the, like, to the, like a motivational yeah, song yeah yeah just pumped it out all the way there you know so is this your version of Rocky Eye of the Tiger kind of yeah yeah <laughs> well, it's, it's kind what, of what personal anthem's about then isn't it really yeah, it is. it's one of the things and what made us smile massively about this song was uh, when I went to see Metallica last year or the year before yep. they played it before they came out Oh, in, in, in its entirety, like before they even come on stage, that was like that kind of like the, 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 one, the, the yeah. walk on song. Yeah, yeah, that walk on song. So I was like, all right, like even the guys at that sort of level can like appreciate like, the, like, Another one, the, the, the content the content of the song, you know what oh, it's the about. The content of a, of a rival band. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ostensibly, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, 
All right, sweet. Um, well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll call it there. Um, it's been mint sitting down and having a chat with you and catching up oh, and uh, learning your hardcore history. <laughs> um, it's, we've been on the rave. Um, that's Addy. I'm Gav. Uh, no, we're not. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> that's Addy. I'm Gav. Um, uh, and we'll play out this track. This is the personal anthem track and we'll let you announce it. So, personal anthem. Yeah, it's a long way to the top. If you want to rock and roll. Yeah. And that's by ACDC. Here we go. This is from the album TNT. Thank you very much.
Beyond the Rift podcast is available absolutely everywhere mm-hmm. to download and you can get in touch with us on social media you can find us on Facebook yep. facebook.com forward slash on the rave you can find us on Twitter at on the rave you can find us on YouTube youtube.com forward slash on the rave we are on Instagram. That's my favourite one then. Where you can find us on the rave with Addy and Gav where you can see pictures of what Addy's been doing during the week. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Uh, we are powered by Podbean and fueled by Basement Snacks. Don't forget that you can go into Ridley Place, wander down that spiral staircase and scream at Dom's on the rave and she will give you 10% off all, all of your cookies oh, and oh, snacks. Oh, oh, oh it's good. Oh, it's good. And there you have it. We've got to the end of another podcast. Thank you very much for Jay from Unit 13. He's like the, I always refer to them as either Unit 1 or Unit 3. I'm never sure which one he is. Never, I'm not quite sure which, no, one, no, no. which part of the unit he is. Right, okay. In either case, that was really nice and a really different way uh, to, to see Some everyone. Some new things there. New, new, new person, new styles of music. It's all good. Yeah, it's all changing. It's all raped us, mate. Yeah, and don't forget, of course, that this entire episode has been dedicated to our second patron, Coops, who's all the way in Australia. It doesn't exist. Apparently so. Um, uh, But thank you very much for listening worldwide. Uh, uh, We've got a worldwide family on the podcast, and we appreciate you all. But we do appreciate our patrons just that little bit more. We do. That's just that little bit more love. And she sent us a lovely bracelet that says, I love Ket, which, sure which, which I think is feckin' hilarious. Yes, it is. It thank is. you, Coops. Yeah, thank you very much for getting involved and for joining the Front Right Speaker Massive whoop, whoop. out on Patreon. Um, it's been a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful show, and we're going to end it the most wonderful, wonderful way. We wonderful, science, wonderful science, know. Science. Yes, it's time for Addy to don the white coat of justice and pick a scientific track to send us all home to. So, Addy... Hashtag one more tune, what you got for it? Well, everyone knows my favourite genre of Gabba is um, Aussie core, cheap core. And I've played Bass and Bluton before, and I've played some other Aussie stuff, but this is Mark M's solo work, and it's uh, an absolute classic with uh, of, uh, the sample from uh, Snaps the Power, and it's uh, Overcast with I Will Attack. There we go. So we'll have a bit of Overcast and a bit of I Will Attack. Um, thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us all over the social medias and you can donate on Patreon as well. We are you can, your, you can have your own Patreon. Have a whole show devoted for it. It doesn't cost that much. You can have a whole show dedicated to you and join we'll the We're horse for Patreon. We are like... I'm a fucking whore for Patreon, really. <laughs> Don't forget to leave Addy a five-star review on iTunes if you want it to be read out. Yes. I have been Gav. I've been Addy. And it's time for us to say that we are now officially off the rave. Thank you.